welcome to Journey Under 30, a roadmap drawn in discovery. I'm Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. This is our podcast all about us doing what we can, what we can to be named in the future Forbes 30 Under 30. Now, if you're wondering who this uh, handsome, deep-voiced stranger is, it's I literally just said my name. It's Alex Taylor. It's just I have a head cold, and I sound like Alex Taylor with a head cold. <laughs> So, Colin, how are you? Right. Now, <laughs> I do also have another thing to point out for you, Alex. Um, unfortunately, I think we failed. Huh? We call this Journey Under 30, and this is episode 30. So now I think oh. we have to reboot the whole system Oh. and no. start back at episode one, maybe? Yeah. Is that how that works? I don't know. I mean, oh, wait, what's well, that? Hang on. So yep. There's someone in my earpiece. Uh-huh. They're is telling me in the studio that it means 30 of age okay never mind Wait. we are whew, that was close that oh was a close yeah, call. yeah well i mean technically we're still gonna have to start over from one but i guess we could just put a three before it maybe right yes yes so you be, nailed it i think that's perfect what, what, yeah. are, we, what are we gonna call it journey um, under 31 300 right <laughs> yeah 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 there you go and every week okay. the name of the podcast will change journey under 32. And update as you go so make sure that your rss feed is up to date everybody it's going to be a new podcast every week so uh Every two weeks, yeah. right? That's, we're bi-weekly, uh, right? Yeah, we're bi-weekly. I think so. Somewhere around there. Every yeah. bi-weekly portion there. So now, Alex, so um, it's been a while since we've been here. Um, holiday season has had us busy. Uh, so tell me, uh, just kind of give me a real quick, like, in 60 seconds or less, crash oh. course on what you've been up to. What I've been up to in 60 seconds or less. Uh, when, when is the timer starting? Can we get that uh, in the background? You, you know what? Yeah, hang on one second. You ready? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah get I'm ready. Ready to go in uh, three, three, two, two, one, one. Go. Okay. So, uh, wow. Now, should I start saying this kind of like really fast? I mean, it's not like there's been like too much going on in my life right now, but you know, whatever. So, uh, recently I have kind of charted a path for myself um, education wise. So, I've decided that I do want to go back to school for audio recording and production, but I don't want to just jump right back. I, I was going to say jump the shark, but I don't want to just jump back right away, right? So <laughs> just, just because like for the, the school that I'm thinking of going to, the application has requirements that I don't quite have yet. So instead, I'm thinking of using, um, taking advantage of the my position at the university I'm working at to record different groups and different bands as a way to build on my resume and get more practice. And I've also been going through the Linda stuff more and applying that to you know building something that I, building a reference that I could just kind of pull off hand like oh see I need to record this let me plan that let me plan that. So really just I've figured out a course Oops. and I'm working towards it. So yeah, oh, that was very weird. It literally just like it made just one little blip. I didn't even touch it, but yeah, uh, yeah, you barely went past the sixty-second marker. So oh darn, oh, um, yeah. Do so we have to start over. You did lose this round. Oh um, no. Well, let me let me let me get let me get my timer started. Nope, we'll... nope. You're gonna have to wait till the next time we come back to this game. Okay, here we go. So I'm gonna put a timer. No, it, no, Colin. It's my turn to put a timer. It's no, I mean, my I've, turn. It's, I've got the, I've got the button right here. Yeah, here well, I have the button right here. No, it, well, hey, Three, I didn't get I didn't two, get to see the timer. One. Okay, so Alex, what I've been doing is that I've been doing a whole bunch of gigs. I've been called out to do some video gigs around town. Hey, look at really that! Cool. Times up. Um, and so that's not true. Uh, <laughs> also, on top of that, I've been doing a whole bunch of uh, other guest spots and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. I have uh, finished my fortieth and final. Um, collaboration of this year, whether that is uh, having other people on one of our shows or uh, me going on to someone else's shows. Mm -hmm. Next year, I have a challenge for myself that is to do approximately like evening out to be one per week. Um, and then I've also been doing a whole bunch of administrative stuff here, working to get a couple more sponsors and also looking to hopefully add uh, a couple more shows here. I know I've teased it before, but we do have at least one new show coming to here, coming to the network in 2019. Um, and so far that's all I've been doing besides shopping for the holiday season. And that is five, four, three, two, four, one, three, two, one. There it is. That's copyright. Um, I'm not okay. going to stop that. So there we go. So that was us. That was your 
Colin and Alex two-minute thing. We'll see you all on the next episode of Journey Under 30. See ya. Um, as always, I'm Colin Barker. As always, I'm Alex Taylor. Um, feel free to we'll catch us you. on all the cool Scavengers Network stuff, and we will see you on the Forbes. <laughs> on the, yeah, feel on the Forbes. <laughs> Goodbye. No, I'm kidding. Um, all right, so we're going to – so I, I don't think we actually Kermit. ever came up with a plan here, Alex. What are we going to do first? Are we going to talk about our – personal things first or are we going to talk about the user submission stuff first um why don't we start with the user submission stuff first just to kind of like okay sure break the ice no yeah yeah um so why don't i real quick give a little like uh not necessarily peek behind the curtain but i can tell you what like prompted this uh idea that we that we came up with so um i watch a show um uh, it's actually a podcast, but it also has a video component to it. Um, so it's like a video podcast, right? You can either listen or watch it. Um, and it is available on roosterteeth.com, um, as well as every podcatching app that you can find. Um, it is a show called Always Open. It is mm-hmm. hosted by Barbara Dunkelman and uh, Marielle Salcedo. Uh, and I love them both very, very much. I met Barbara Dunkelman actually earlier this year at AwesomeCon. Uh, she is just absolutely a wonderful, wonderful person. She is like a little spot of sunshine, like in this like really awful, awful world. Um, And we got to talk a lot about um, the importance of representation in podcasting and seeing more women in podcasting and why representation and all, all things related to that uh, matter um, and why her show is so important. And it kind of ended up coming full circle for me, right? Because she and I had that conversation during a very important moment in my life when I was kind of unsure of what my next step was. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then at the very end of this year here, um, there was an episode with the two of them, right? Marielle and uh, Barbara Dunkelman there. uh, And they had uh, Tyler Coe as well as Jessica Vasami on the show. And they were talking a little bit about social media and how we tend to always post our successes, right? You know, we we yeah. we really use social media a lot as a um, kind of like almost as a mask, right? Yeah. Um, if we're especially if we're not feeling great about ourselves or what we're doing, we post the good things in hopes that seeing other people recognizing it and recognizing our successes that it will maybe help us feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, and they made a good point that people don't tend to post their failures. Uh, and so I'm going to do my best from now on to when I fail to do something um, to 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 mention it. Maybe not every single thing. Like if I say that I'm going to uh, take something to the post office on Monday, but then I take it on Tuesday instead, yeah. I'm not going to post that, right? Like that's not anything that's worthy of a post necessarily. Yeah. But saying, for example, like let's say I tell you, um, oh, sure, Alex, you want me to – um, record this little special thing for you. You know, you wanted me to, let's say you're working on a music project and you say, Hey, can you record a bass part for this? And then I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll get that to you. And then like two months later I go, Oh, uh, here's the bass part. And then you're like, well, you didn't get it back to me in the time that I needed it. So I already actually recorded it. So thanks anyway. Um, so it's stuff like that. So, um, I did post a very long, poster failures thing on Twitter. I'm probably not going to read the whole thing on this episode. I will probably do my best to give kind of like the highlights of it rather. Um, But the big important thing is, is it's the end of the year. So it's time to take a look back, take a retrospective. So we're going to do a little bit of a poster failures. And, um, you know, hopefully most people will add in the, what did you learn from this aspect? Um, And if not, as always, we will do the, what can people learn from, these mistakes and, you know, how we can all move forward with these things in mind. Um, so, Alex, why don't you start off with uh, the first um, with the first user submission for the just for the sake of everyone. Let, why don't we just use um, initials for people? Okay. Um, no one necessarily here said that they wanted it to be anonymous, but I, I don't want to post anyone's like specific personal failures. Unless they like given us direct consent to say their name, you know? sure. I realized I forgot to ask for that. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, first person we're gonna call them MD. So they state mm-hmm. when I first started podcasting, I took on the responsibility of co-hosting and editing three shows every week, which was, needless to say, completely unsustainable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that this is something that you and I actually both learned this year in a way, mm-hmm. not specifically with podcasting, but about 
um, doing too much editing in a year or yeah. doing too much uh, and like having some burnout. Um, it's, it's actually what inspired that whole episode. I want to say it's like episode nine, like 19 or something like that. Maybe. Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we talked a lot about burnout because of that. Yeah. And it's, it's especially stuff, especially tough when you're starting a project with people that you care about, with something that everybody is very excited about and wants to build. And then when the amount of effort starts, when like the scale of effort starts to like steadily like shift away from someone towards someone else, that can get really frustrating, especially if mm. maybe what, people don't realize yeah. it. Yeah. Well, but even more so if they realize it, but they're not doing anything about it. You mm. know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, you know, again, without naming any names, I know that you and I have definitely had conversations about that as well. Whether yeah. it's, you know, Scavengers Network or things outside of the Scavengers Network. Yeah. There are sometimes people that, you know, you can be, uh, not you specifically, like the royal you, that you can be you know, upset with when people don't put in the same amount of work as you do or um, maybe perhaps like respect your personal needs as well. Yeah. Um, and kind of put everything on you like that's that's a rough thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, MD uh, editing three shows every week. Uh, that's that's rough. Um, Very rough. It's one of the main reasons why I moved one of our shows that we do. Uh, it's unfortunately not as consistently posted as i would like it to be but um taste testers i initially put that show out on the same week that myth takes was coming out Mm -hmm. um and episodes of this show also come out on the same week as myth takes right so i was in a position where i was doing three major major edits i mean this one isn't the hardest edit in fact between the three this is definitely the easier edit um but that was just that became unsustainable within like two two weeks of that Certainly. Uh, and i was like oh that's got to be changed yeah yeah well and another i feel like another part of that is also being be, being comfortable enough to ask those other people for help asking for help is unbelievably hard i think maybe we mentioned it in yeah. the episode it was actually episode 12 by the way i just did a quick search just to see how on the money we are yeah uh we are rather and uh, so that was a little over half a year ago at this point. That's crazy. But um, yeah, no, we we learned early on. I mean, like I have always struggled with asking for help. And I yeah. think that's something that you've always known about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are someone who frequently has to be like, hey, how can I help? I'm here. Just give me something. <laughs> Don't bored. tell me that there's nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, don't tell me that there's nothing I can't, that I can, uh, not that you can't do, but don't tell me, oh, no, it's fine. I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it. But. It's like just give me something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, it, it's also I I also understand that it's tough, especially well. One, if it's like it's kind of situation where like you're kind of like the 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 most qualified person in the room and you don't want someone else to fuck up. But if it's also like if it's kind of like your baby, it's kind of it's t- it's really tough to then hand that baby over to somebody else and make sure they don't like drop. The, the ball or drop the baby. Yeah, no, I, I feel that too. And it's also, I got to say, something that's also very interesting is is it is difficult to hand over something, even if it's a um, a shared baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for example, uh, real quick, before we move on to the next one, just, you know, mm-hmm. um, just so we're not, you know, hammering this this topic uh, for the like eighth time, I guess. But, <laughs> but you yeah. know, I don't think I've mentioned this on the show before. Um, there was a point in time in which I edited, uh, every single scavengers play. Um, and I think especially in the beginning, I was one of the only people who had the software to do it. Um, which was a thing where it was kind of a logical thing at that point. But then there came a time where then you finally had software and you were like, Hey, I'm ready to do this. And I had a hard time, even though I needed help, I had a hard time passing those over. Yeah. Um, because I was actually still enjoying it and having fun with it. Yeah. Um, but I did need the help. And it it's very interesting. Like, these are videos that you were also involved in. For whatever reason, I was like, I guess. I don't know. Go. And <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, I handed it to you, but you're like, okay, let go. Colin, let go. Yeah. Let go. Okay. And then I finally let go. And you were like, all right, there we go. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and then you you grew a lot as an editor. And I, and I think that that... Uh, was a important thing for both of us. Um, mm-hmm. That that 
moment and that uh, ability to to share in that. Yeah. Okay, let's try this one on for size. This one is N-E. Um, this one says, my failure was my marriage. I learned a marriage can't be held together by one person. I also learned that even when things seem their most dire, when the unimaginable becomes real, the only thing to do is to figure out a way to regroup and move forward. Best of luck to y'all. Um, I feel this one on a spiritual level. Me um, too. I was not in a marriage, um, but you know what? I feel like I'm at a point now where I can say it on air. We're like literally just barely uh, like 10 days away, essentially, from the uh, anniversary here yeah. of this moment. Um, I was in a very serious relationship this time last year, uh, having some very adult conversations with uh, my significant other. Mm -hmm. Um we were talking about taking a lot of the next steps, right? And we were working yeah. on all of these things because I was getting ready to graduate and we were both at an age where we felt like it was time and we were ready. Um, and the day before I was going to go ring shopping, uh, the other party involved uh, broke up with me yeah. um, via a text message, which is... Uh, something that we'd actually dealt with before with this person, um, like the first time around, um, which was it kind of honestly kind of like made it even more frustrating. Yeah. Um, and this was a situation that lasted for months. And it was all because I think that in the end, I was the only one trying to hold it together. And um, whether they meant to or not, there was uh, some emotional abuse there. Yeah. Uh, against against me to sort of keep me in this unfortunate uh, situation and to keep me not necessarily desperate, but like, you know, trying still to hold on to something and yeah. trying to make it work. Meanwhile, they were off doing their own thing and they had already regrouped and moved forward, I think, probably truthfully before the breakup even came. Yeah. Um, and I think that that sometimes is how people have to do to break up so i'm not like upset about that part um but i am upset about the fact that i allowed myself to not see that when things were their most dire or that this unimaginable thing came true that like i needed to regroup um and it was through the grace of the very good people here on this network that i basically kept my sanity and still managed to do well in college you know like i yeah. i very easily could have fallen off the wagon there. Yeah. Uh, but I still got all A's and B's, um, like B pluses and like A's uh, in that final semester. And I still graduated um, with honors, um, you know, with a GPA of 3.68. Um, yeah. So I still, I still killed it even after um, all that hardship. And people like you specifically kept me together. Uh, and yeah. I will never forget that. Appreciate that. And thank you. Well, and it's, it's especially tough when, I mean, with the, when things kind of start to fall apart, but then you don't know what, what's like on the horizon after that, right? Like I could especially imagine where it's like you've been with this person, I mean, j just like a kind of a general situation, you've been with this person for so long and all of a sudden you see, and you've built up all these futures and all these like images in your head and all of a sudden it's gone and it's like, well, wait, what happens now? Uh-huh. Right. So I, I so I guess like kind of turning it to me, like one thing that I talked about, I, I mean, probably too much on this podcast is my whole dealing with losing my parents a couple uh, several years ago. And like I, I saw this on a couple levels. So first was like with my mom, like when my dad had first passed away, like they were planning on building their future together. They were going to move up to the family farm. They already had the animals up there. They were it was just kind of like they had set almost everything up. They were just kind of like getting the final details in. And then it happened. Right. Right. And then it's, and then it was kind of especially tough because, like, it, because my mom was also dealing with a uh, terminal disease. So it was like watching her kind of like figure out how to move forward. But then she also couldn't, but for a different reason. Right. Right. And then the other layer was like me, because like, as I was like kind of watching all these things happening, like for, I mean, for 23 years of my life, like I could have never imagined something like that would have happened. And it's only been recently where I've been able to finally regroup and move on to something better. 
Yeah. So. And, you know, something like that, though, does uh, – I don't know. I feel weird sometimes that maybe we hit a lot of topics frequently, but I also yeah. think that that's the same thing as, like, when you're in a college class, right? And they talk about how um, hearing certain things multiple times reaffirms things and yeah. makes it – shows how important it is. Yeah. Um, I know we've talked about it on this show before. Yeah. But family is uh, also not always blood. Yeah. Um. And I think that both of our stories also kind of come to a uh, moment where they kind of um, not necessarily cross over, um, but they have a, a uh, common universe, thread, obviously. I think. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 for sure, because it's you, know, you and me. But I think that there's definitely moments in there in which we both began to realize that family is not always, you know, blood. And certainly um, even though that person was someone that I had already started to consider family when I was going through this very, very tough time. Um, although there were some flesh and blood family members of mine that helped me through this, um, most specifically, you know, Jeb and Sam, uh, my cousins, um, the, the, the people who I think truly pulled me out of the fire essentially there were, you know, people like you, yeah. people like Naomi, people like um, Meg Miners, Dan Miners, uh, Colin O'Brien, um, Hannah Best, like people like that. Those Those are the people that sort of help me see what was happening. Um, yeah. It took a while, but I think, you know, it was a lot of people helping me understand that I needed to take off the um, rose-colored glasses to realize that the flags weren't flags, they were red flags, you know? Certainly, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that in a way, n it wasn't the exact same situation for you, but um, obviously there were times where you were going through obviously some of the hardest things you've ever dealt with and uh not to like you know necessarily put words in your own mouth no. but i would like to think that people like myself and you know michael and all of us who were uh around during those times certainly helped pull you through through that as yeah well. yeah i was going to get to that actually and i mean one oh, thing perfect. was see, look at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. same brainwave we've come full circle yeah it's like a omnidirectional mic yeah that that that's that's dumb but um <laughs> i mean a a I mean, I feel this on like a couple levels. So like one thing was as the scavengers were starting to come up, I was kind of like in the denouement of all, I, I guess that's how you pronounce that, but kind of like the falling action of mm -hmm. like the, the, the kind of like tragic, the tragic comedy that I'd kind of gone through over like the past, like what, like from 2014 to like, so the like year and a half maybe. And it's like after that, like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like it's. I guess, like, with the whole idea of family not necessarily being blood, like, again, like, I also, that also resonates with me as well, because, like, while there were several several members of my family who were, like, there when, during, like, the really big times, like, a lot of it was just, like, the people who I wasn't necessarily related to, who, like, who weren't, who, if they weren't there, I probably would not have gotten as far or even have not gotten through it right because like with you working right. at the company you would worked at like you got me the the teaching position that i'm still at right now which has kind of carried me financially since since then you know and it's like yeah yeah and and i yeah i mean i think that's also kind of an important thing too is that, you know people people looking out for each other on more than just one level, like more than just sort of like our sanity, yeah. you know, it is like our literal well-being. Yeah. Um, and speaking of well-being, <laughs> uh -oh. uh, why don't you read um, M MK here? Yeah. And so this one is going to resonate with, with me in a couple levels, which I will get to right after I read this. So MK states, um, I was gifted an office plant, planty, about a year now. Well, about a year ago now. In that time, I have managed to kill half of it and allow my plant to get run over by a car. Long story, but I can go into details as to why, if you would like. Yeah, sorry, we forgot to ask. Oh, we should okay. have followed up Yeah, on we that. should have followed up on maybe, that. Maybe I'll ask for, for more details for later. Yeah, and then and then we could either edit it and post. Colin, put it right here. Or or just... Boop, could. boop, boop. That's the footage as it runs up. Oh, there's no footage found. Okay. Oh, okay. But safe to say they are an un fit foster plant parent I, I, I like their way with that's words. what they said sorry i want to make sure that because we were like reading this like in third per in third person there yeah 
uh, third party, they specifically wrote, safe to say I am an unfit. We weren't just being like, safe to say no one give your plants to these people. You know what I mean? Yep. We weren't putting them on blast. They were putting themselves on blast. Yes, but <laughs> I, I, I applaud this person. I see that not as a failure, but a success. My wife collects plants and it drives the drives me nuts because there's like a new plant like every other weekend it's like we have all these like plants already just I, I'm, not, I'm not a violent person but sometimes i just stare longingly like that bottle of windex you know <laughs> oh my god alex <laughs> good lord um yeah t- truth be told i have never had a house plant i have considered getting like one or two here you know for my little office yeah. space but uh, I am honestly so afraid that like I would forget to somehow water it because like with a with a animal right if it's hungry or thirsty and you've somehow forgotten it lets you know yeah you know what I mean or you know if you but, need like, to water if, it then you just you know right but the thing is like if I don't look at the plant for like five days sort of thing I, you know and I've completely forgotten about it it can't reach out and be like hey Parker fix your shit yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. I mean, if your if your um, if your pet so, told you that, then you you might have some other problems. I guess I don't know. Maybe I've got, I've got a cash making. Yeah, I've if I've got a talking pet, that's something to take on. Stupid pet tricks with David Letterman, even though David Letterman's no longer on the air. That's fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Wait, was I that guess, with David Letterman? I think I don't necessarily. There know. was like America's Funniest Animal videos. Who was that with? Uh, it's been with so many different people. America's Funniest Videos has been with, like, it used to be with Bob Saget, um, and then it was with Tom Bergeron. Yeah, I think that's who I was thinking And then it was with, um, why can't I remember his name? Alfonso Ribeiro. That's it. yeah. So, So. uh, I guess the big lesson there is just pay attention to your plants. Um, Or just don't, and then make the world a less greener place. Right. Um, so I'm going to share one more one that was sent in. Um, sure. This one was definitely specifically said to be anonymous, so I'm just not even going to give it initials. Yeah. Um, but uh, this person uh, wrote that um, this was a frustrating year for them. There was a lot of change, uh, and they were feeling very creatively um, uh, squashed. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were they were feeling basically like to to kind of summarize a little bit. It's a kind of a long email here. Yeah. But they were feeling very uh, stagnant in their creativity, um, and a lot of it was because of normally they take a position of they wait for people to involve them in things, and they um, I don't, I'm trying to make sure I don't give away like what their position is, you yeah. know, like what kind of artist they are. Because I think it does make sense. I guess I could probably say this. They do a lot of different things, right? But their main focus is acting, mm-hmm. right? And so a lot of the times they are waiting for things like auditions and shows and people to say, hey, we need people for a film project and stuff like that. And so, you know, usually you're sort of looking for opportunities there. Yeah. Um, but they weren't finding the success that they have in previous years. Just for whatever reason, a lot of denials and stuff like that. Um, and the thing that they learned was that they didn't necessarily need to always wait for other people to make opportunities. Sometimes that they can make opportunities for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, they have gone back to places that have denied them and asked um, if they had any upcoming shows that uh, they would be um, sort of fit for auditioning for again. So mm-hmm. just sort of prepare and kind of keep them on the person's mind. Um they have uh, reached out to a couple different people to work on a few new projects. Um, I actually told this person that they should maybe consider podcasting. Yeah. Um, I do think that actors are very good at things like podcasting because they are also used to speaking and being able to tell a story. Yes. Um, and usually effectively, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think I think actors make great podcasters. Um, so I was, I, I suggested that, and they they definitely said that they were going to look into it, and I think that that's where some of their success came from yeah. in a way not to speak for myself, but I do know that they did say that they actually have already picked up some equipment. Um, so to me, I think that that is a success that like Good. someone gave them a suggestion and they've already started moving towards it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, why don't we, um, let's see, I think this is a pr- probably a pretty good place to jump over to the marketing department and then we'll come back and talk about, our personal failures sure. and successes and stuff. Sounds good. 
It's the holiday season, so we're here to chat about what you can do this holiday season for your loved ones. That's right, it's the marketing department with a couple great gift ideas. Alex, why don't you hit them with the first one? Think weirder thoughts. Contemplate life's biggest mysteries. Giggle until your giggler is sore. Listen to Paper News Out Loud for your weekly absurdist news venture into a stranger plane of existence. Your hosts, Florence and Diane, bring you the facts, made-up garbage, sarcasm, and jokes you crave. Tune in every Tuesday to learn a thing and make a laugh. Find Paper News Out Loud on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check them out on Twitter at Reality Out Loud. That is one word, Reality Out Loud. This is a show that I was actually excited to see on the um, ad list you know, coming up uh, because a friend of the show and network, James Anderson, uh, just started listening to this show recently and has been raving about it. Um, and so I've already gone ahead and added it to my ever-growing list of podcasts. I may need to find a way to trim some down, probably some shows that I really haven't listened to in forever. Mm-hmm. But like, it, it comes highly recommended by um, a trusted news source of podcasting, essentially. So uh, definitely check them out. Yeah. Now, Alex, the new year is coming up. It is? It is. Uh, we're getting very close to 2019. Oh, no. And I know what you're thinking, right? New year, new me, right? We're, no. we're waiting to see all those posts come no. up. No. Um, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared about the new me. I like me as I am. I don't want to uh, But just in case you're like, hey, there's some little things that I would like to learn, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe there was something that you never took a chance on. You've always been interested in it. Like what? Well, I would like to suggest to you Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of classes in things like design, business, technology, mm. Uh, music courses, writing courses, right? So that's the sort of thing that we're talking about, Alex, right? Anyone can join the millions of members in our community to learn cutting-edge skills, uh, network with peers, and discover new opportunities. Uh, It's just under $10 a month, and you get access to thousands of Skillshare classes taught by the world's best teachers in all of these amazing categories. Now, what is really cool to me is that each class has a project, so you can put your new skill into practice, and then you can share that work uh, with other members of that coursework, whether, you know, past, present, future. Um, and so people can kind of learn and give feedback and continue to grow and kind of come back. And I don't know, it, it's just, it's an interesting little community yeah, for learning. Definitely. Um, and uh, because it's uh, you guys and we all love you so very much, uh, we're going to go ahead and give you two months of free classes which is perfect for that new year, new me attitude that you have. Yeah. Go to bit.ly slash skillscav. That is B-I-T dot L-Y slash S-K-I-L-L-S-C-A-V. Woo. And uh, check out those two months of free classes. Yeah. Skillshare, the skills you need to succeed. Now, you know what I find most interesting about that? Well, one, the, actually two things. One, the fact that you can network with other people so you're not just kind of like learning in a box, right? Yeah. So you can not only, well, well, yeah, yeah. I guess you trim out until the before then. Not only, um, but the other thing is the fact that you have kind of like an end goal that you're working towards, as opposed to the end goal just being kind of like a little like badge saying that you did it. You sat through the nine hours of this course, but you actually have something to show that you've actually learned something, right? And put all of your skills to the test. So yes. And so those are two things that you should be checking out for this new year. Um, so that'll take us, uh, out of the marketing department for the last time in 2018. Um, see y'all next I guess year. everyone gets a nice little winter break here and, uh, we'll see you guys in the new year. All right. Okay. Alex, we've talked about other people's failures long enough. We can't put them on blast and not put ourselves on blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, who wants to go first? Do you want me to go first? Do you want you to go first? Well, I mean, the problem is that I'm perfect, so I don't make any mistakes, but I guess just to keep it equal back and forth, I'll, I'll go first. So I guess my biggest failure for this year is maybe less of a less of a failure and more of a, I'm maybe, f- I guess, failure because of inaction or just because I'm not sure what to do, I guess. But 
And basically, mm-hmm. I've been letting the fear of a familial disease push me. So I'm at risk for an inherited disease, which would mean I have about 25 to 30 years left. And instead of A, getting tested, or B, without living without worrying about it, I've been living like I have it. So basing a lot of my decisions on assuming I do have it when I'm not even sure if I do. You know, am I even going to want to work this job for 25 years so I'm not going to retire from it? It's also made me a little short-sighted. So thinking about what I can do now as opposed to what I could do in the future because I don't know if I'm going to live that long, right? Right. So the issue is I don't know what the right answer would be. You know, I could get tested. So it's kind of like those, uh, the Punnett squares. So it's like... AA times BB, no, AB times AB is like AA, AB, AB, BB. Like, I could get tested and not have it, which would be great. I could not get tested and not have to worry for another 25 to 30 years. Or I could get tested and have Mm -hmm. it and then be wrecked for the next 25 to 30 years. And it seems like not knowing may be the best answer, but I really don't know. And this isn't a criticism of other people who are going through something similar. Just kind of criticizing for myself for letting the fear of all this guide me. So Right. No, I understand that. And, you know, and that's a tough thing, right? I mean, coming to terms with that sort of thing can take some time as well. So whereas it, you know, can feel like a failure right right now, I think that that's not necessarily something that will remain one. I I don't know. I don't know how else to write, say that because. For whatever reason, saying it like that makes me feel like I'm saying something really shitty, yeah. even if it's not. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that's. I, I think all of that though is is has a valid place. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or a valid reason within your uh, within your heart, basically. I appreciate that. So as for myself. Um, like I said, I posted some on Twitter. I did a really long one. I kind of broke down my entire year. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try and blow through it basically as quickly as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably won't really go full into detail on everything. Like, for example, the very first point in my thing was about being in a relationship that was the wrong person, right time. Yeah. Um, failed to see flaws and continue to try to make it work when it was apparent the other party did not care for me. Um, and then I let their view of me affect how I saw myself and my worth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, we, we we talked about it a little bit earlier, but essentially I did later on grow to realize that no one else's opinion, though, should dictate how I feel about myself. No. I think that was honestly one of the best lessons that I learned this year. Um, I now know what my personal self-worth is, and I know that it's much higher than that individual person let me think it was. Yeah. Um, and I think that I have a lot to offer in and out of relationships, right? You know, so, or rather in any type of relationship, whether it's a romantic one or otherwise. Um, and you know, I I can't speak for that person. I don't know what their personal, you know, situation is necessarily or why they chose to make certain, uh, word choices and stuff like that with me. But, um, all I know is, is that there was something that was said to me. I don't know if it was meant to be harsh and heartbreaking or whatever but it was something that that honestly actually kind of set me free because that was the moment that i realized that i w- i started to finally actually put together that wait a minute that's not true yeah. about myself right like it was just mean enough i think that i was finally like wait what they're saying has no real validity yeah. and i i just i it was literally like the final piece of the puzzle fell into place and the last like three months at that point suddenly just sort of were blown away and I was in a completely – I mean literally in the course of five minutes, I completely turned my entire outlook on the year and life around essentially. Yeah. Um, now January through March of this year, I did spend a lot of time because of that situation trying to figure out you know what was wrong with me and doing a lot of life improvements. Um, and in the beginning um, – I think, unfortunately, even if I said that they were for myself, I think a lot of those improvements were what I thought that person wanted to see changed in me. Yeah. Um, but then as I started making those connections and, you know, finally made that turning point, right, I then realized, oh, you know, I, I'm not doing some of those things anymore. And it's clear that that's because that's what she wanted, not what I wanted. And then there were other things that maybe they were technically started for her. But then in the end, they, I was doing them for myself, rather, because I was beginning to actually consider and care for myself. Yeah. In May, I was told at one point that I don't have enough separation between my personal life and this company. 
Um, I was told I spend all my time on Scavengers Network stuff, trying to make it my full-time job and stuff like that, and I don't leave space for others to just be around me. Um, I think that that's possibly true Mm -hmm. um, in certain situations. Um, But let's move forward a little bit because I can connect that to a few other points. Um, I also fell off of my diet and workout routine that I was doing at the beginning of the year. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll notice that there was definitely a point in my life this year where I was – uh, considerably uh, healthier looking um, and was definitely feeling better, like health wise, right? Yeah. Not like feeling better necessarily about myself, um, but uh, I was definitely feeling just in a better spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this thing where you and I had a conversation along with Michael and Graham, and this is going to be my first time saying this in a public space, but I know that I have an addiction uh, to food. I know I have a. Um, like, I know I have a very unhealthy addiction, yeah. um, and it is very hard to fight it. And it's not sugar. It is uh, it is things like fat, basically. It's like salts and stuff like that. Like, yeah. um, things like burgers and fries um, have way more sway over me than, like, a milkshake does, for example. But I had just started to turn my health around, and then I moved back home, and I didn't have the ability to eat the way that I had been. And I just sort of fell off that wagon, and I have not improved since. Um, the last one that I'll share is that um, – not that I'll, that I'll share. It's just that, you know, everything else is connected to this very last point. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been searching for a job for uh, over 12 months uh, – over 10 months, rather, at this point. My first application was sent on uh, February 5th of 2018. Yeah. Uh, it is currently – on the day of recording this, it is December 16th. So it's been over 10 months I've applied to over 200 jobs. I'm getting very close to hitting 300. Um, it's now in a total of eight states, uh, and I still have no job. Um, I had to defer my college loans because I have no income, um, and it's it's tough, um, yeah. you know. And I'm also here out here trying to make this company my full time job, and I'm trying to make it everyone's full time job. Um, but at the same time, you know, there was content that some people really thought that we should be making that we weren't. Um, and that was also hard for me to hear. Um, but the la- I think this kind of a-, a lot of this connects into things like depression, stress, and anxiety kind of frequently getting the better of me. Um, yeah. And I think that, like, I'm now luckily kind of having less of these. Like, there's there's more days in between me needing to take mental health days. Yeah. Um, which does sometimes, though, make projects fall behind. Um, but I also have to make sure that I don't use that as an excuse to further things like my eating habits, of right? Of course. Um, but I think that this is important because sitting down to do that whole poster failures thing really made me start to see where a lot of this comes from and uh, you know, really start to notice the, the, the changes that I have made already, right? You know, Like, for example, the learning what my self-worth is and stuff like that. Um, and then th- this is kind of a little bit of a teaser for some stuff for the beginning of the year, which we'll talk about in a second. But I have sat down to make an actual plan on paper uh, and have sought out people to help hold me accountable for things um, that I need to improve or work on um, for things like improving my health or for uh, finding easier ways to maybe to to get my name out there for finding a job and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, though, I do want to make sure that people know that taking those mental health days is not bad. Uh, taking time to do things outside of content is good and healthy, and I yeah. do enjoy having free time to myself. Um, it's tough when the people that I make content with are also my friends, so sometimes it's very hard to kind of uh, separate some of those moments. Um, but I know that, that we all care about each other outside of the content. You know, like it's – I know that it's not – all content all the time with us. Certainly. As much as someone said that to me, I know that's not true because you and I hung out on Tuesday. No, Wednesday. Wednesday. And we did content for like two hours and then everything else was just spending time together. We spent like another six hours, I think, basically together at that point. So, you know, I know that there's stuff outside of content there. Um, And the last thing I'll say is that as of right now, it's out of my control that I places aren't necessarily hiring me, right? Like, what I mean by that is that I can only do so much on my end of things. I can only apply to so many places. Um, I can only uh, call and follow up, and I can only, you know, work on my resume and 
uh, double check my LinkedIn and all that other stuff. Like there are so many things that I can physically do to improve certain things there. And I need to remember that this is not a permanent failure, right? Of course. The not having a job thing is not going to be a permanent failure. Um, it's a tough job market and I'm not going to let up. I'm going to keep moving. And that's, uh, that's all I've got to do. You know, I just got to keep applying, keep improving my skills. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I use Skillshare personally, right? Trying to keep learning new things every day yeah. um, or well, almost every and day. And even if, even, and this is kind of, so you as in Royal, even if you kind of have to maybe adjust your sites temporarily, that doesn't necessarily mean that those are going to be the sites that you're going to be set at for the rest of your life, right? Like, right. Th- like yes. there was a job I was working at a few years ago where I felt, mm-hmm. I felt trapped Right. And I felt stuck. Yeah. And, but but the thing was, is that it was it was giving me what I needed at that time. Right. Because if I wasn't working there, then I would have been in a much worse position. But once things changed, I was able to it, it gave me it. I had the means to get out of there and I got out of there. Right. I mean, if I hadn't. Right. Had, if right, I right. didn't have those means, I would probably still be there. And that's OK, because unless you want to be, you're not. I don't I mean, I don't think a person is necessarily defined by their job unless they want to be. Oh, right. For sure. For so sure. So even if... And you know... Oh, oh sorry. Go well, ahead. Uh, well, so um, even if you have to take like t- take a job that you don't want to take, like if you don't let it define you, yes. then it's not you. Or even if you start to feel like it might be like it, if you have your own person, if you are your own person outside of the job, then it still does not define you. Exactly. So. And you know, you and I kind of had a somewhat similar situation at that same time, really, because I was at a retail job that I desperately needed to get out of. Uh, and I I did get out of it, right? I got out of it by going back to college to find better opportunities for myself. Yeah. Now that I'm out of college, when I was applying to jobs in the beginning, up until I want to say maybe July, right? So February through July, all of the jobs that I applied to were directly in my field or the things that I knew that I wanted to do. Once I was like, oh, August is getting here very shortly, and I was looking at my bank account and realizing that I had very little left, um, I started realizing that maybe I might have to swallow my pride a little bit and say, I might have to go back to a job similar to what I had last time. I can't go back to that same company um, just for multiple reasons, the big one being principal. Um, And part of it was because I knew that something wasn't right there still when I came back and I happened to go to a thing where I have still some friends in that company. And I went to someone's um, uh, party. Someone got engaged. And there were some people that were high up in that company that were there, right? Yeah. And those people were like, hey – if you are looking for a job post-college, I mean, I was like home for like maybe two weeks at this point, right? Yeah. Um, and they're like, hey, you know, if you're looking for a job post-college, you know, just let us know what store you want and we'll put you there. Like, you know, they're like, we will move someone to get you into the store that you want. Yeah. And I'm not talking like full-time. They were talking about like me managing a store. Like that to me means that they were desperate for managers and people who knew the system and people who knew business and stuff like that. But I was like, if you're that desperate to get me, Someone that you know does not want to come back. Something has to be up, so that doesn't seem right. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I'm open to maybe working another retail position because at the end of the day, I, I need income, and I need to also have something that helps me feel like I'm moving forward. Yeah. As much as I can continue to work on the Scavengers Network and the stuff that we do here, without something happening outside of my personal desk here... Yeah. Um, like uh, that uh, that gives me some sort of like meaning, for lack of a better term, um, or a sense of 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 my life being lived rather. Yeah. Um, then you know I'm I'm always gonna have something missing. And like I, again, that like resonates with me as well because like I am, I have a bit of work here and there, but like ultimately it's like not in the position that I want to be in, right? But like I mean, we're both doing this thing where we're, when we were both doing this, we're both working towards the kind of career that we want, right? So like for you, it's been a lot of Skillshare, a lot of like putting time into the Scavengers Network. For me, it's been trying to figure out how I can take advantage of like the opportunities that I have to then put me in the position of getting to the thing that I don't want to get to. So it's, yeah. Right. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I definitely agree with all of that. And I think it's also important because 
I think we are literally living out exactly what this show is all about, yeah. right? We are under the age of 30 and really desperately trying to find um, how and where we can make our mark on the world. Mm-hmm. And this whole episode today is basically nothing but that. And I think that's great. Yeah. Um, and so I want to thank all the people who did send in user submissions. Sorry. Let me try that sentence one more mm-hmm. time. Uh, with that being said, I want to make sure that we thank uh, everyone that did send in the the user submissions for uh, poster failures here. Um I'm going to try and, like I said, be a little bit more on top of doing that same sort of thing. Uh, I would like to once again thank uh, Tyler Coe, Marielle Salcedo, uh, Barbara Dunkelman, and Jessica Vasami of Rooster Teeth for uh, having that really heartfelt and important episode that kind of got me to the point where I was like, oh, Alex, I think this is an important topic yeah. that, we should, that we should work on. Um, I really think that this was a really, uh, really, really good episode. Me Not too. that I think we have bad episodes, but oh, I, mean, I do. like... I do. I I feel like this episode really kind of uh, was one that definitely resonated very heavily with me. Yeah, me me too. Um, So before we finish up, uh, why don't we talk, why don't we give a little bit of a teaser for 2019, right? Um, We should talk a little bit about what I think we've got coming up uh, for ourselves, but also for this show. Okay. Um, So uh, I'll I'll start with the thing that you and I were talking about earlier, right? We got approached... Um, by a uh, game that's coming yeah. out um, that is uh, actually related to businesses um, and marketing and stuff like that. So we're kind of a really good match for that. I don't want to give too much away because the Kickstarter hasn't been announced or anything like yeah. that, but we're going to help um, with doing uh, at least one episode, maybe two or three even, Ooh. using this game and... Um, uh, using this game to, it's all audio based, right? Cause it's just all talking. Um, it's an improv game based around marketing yeah. and, uh, business creation and everything like that. So I think that that is literally perfect for us and who knows, maybe we'll end up stumbling upon something That'd be cool. and that'll be our big break. Yeah. Um, so that's something that you can expect to see from us in the, some, some, somewhere in the early months of next year. Um, you have a big person that you are working on a presentation on yes no um, we haven't do you want to give like maybe some hints or something well, or how do you want to proceed on that so he has he previously had his own um well so he was previously in the state of maryland living in the state of maryland um he mm-hmm. also had a he has a few series on youtube one was kind of like a dancing show others are just kind of like more random stuff he also does a lot of music stuff um we're not i we haven't um actually asked him for an interview yet but at the very least i want to like introduce him as a person on this show so we could start talking about him because he's a person that recently i've been really looking up to so yeah right yeah we both really really dig his works because we talk about his stuff like all the yeah. time um so i and yeah you know i i agree though like you know, we haven't asked him yet but i think that even if we just do a presentation on him we can always have him come on later if he hears it and was like hey yeah i'd like to talk more about some of those things and break it down further and then we can also pick his brain on certain things that he had going Certainly. on um but he he is a cool person and, I, and i'm really really excited to hear your presentation on yeah. him um because uh, it's a it's a great topic. Yeah. Um, and then let's see what else do we have coming up. Oh, that's right. So uh, I know that we have a plan for the very first episode of the new year um, that I am very excited about. Alex and I have kind of started to flesh it out a little bit. Um, so um, here's a super super quick actual uh, another failure in a way uh, of the Scavengers Network. Um, we had a show that we started this year that we had talked about a little bit, and then it uh, almost ironically broke and fell off. Yeah. We weren't um, super accountable, the, I guess is a good way to... Yeah, yeah. it was a show called Accountability, um, and the whole thing was that we were trying to say that it wasn't resolutions, right? Because it wasn't necessarily just New Year's resolutions. It was really about making permanent changes and stuff like yeah. that. However, I think that we approached that show in the wrong way. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, it struggled, I think. And um, the show kind of fell off. And I think it's because 
we weren't 100% sure on how really to to follow up with it. And especially because there were things like, like I said earlier, right? Like I fell off of that big diet and everything like that. And then I wasn't sure how to address that on a show like that. Yeah. Um, it was, it, it was, again, I think it's a show that had the right intentions. We just did not approach it in the best way. Yeah. Um, so it was definitely was not our best content. So I don't know. I, it, I'm not saying that that show is dead, but it's not coming back for a bit. I, I think we've really got to, get back to the yeah to the uh drawing board on that Certainly. but what we are doing is we are learning our lesson from that and so we're going to sort of do a like it is like taking just a very small element of that and then completely changing the rest yeah. of it um but we are you and i are basically going to be doing some really cool stuff in the new year again i'm not going to tell you exactly what the next episode is all mm-hmm. about um but we've got a, a lot of really cool things that we're going to be discussing and working on and we're going to lay it all out for everyone with some plans and everything like that. And I think it'll be fun to see how that goes because it's like a, it is actually almost like a mini series here within Journey Under 30. Yeah. And I think that that's going to be kind of a cool thing. Like a, in a way, it's like a segment, you yeah. know? I guess that's actually probably the best way of that saying that. Like, it's going to be probably our first, like, true segment here on the show. Hmm. Um, so I think that'll be cool. Um, and is there anything else that we've talked about that we were going to tease here? I don't know, actually. Hmm. Well, if we think of it, we'll hit you guys all up on Twitter, I guess. I guess so. Well, Colin, I think, I think that might be a pretty good spot to leave it. What do you think? Hmm. No, let's sit here and think about it for five more minutes. One, two. I'm just kidding. No, yeah, yeah. I think that's a good spot <laughs> cool. to leave it at. So, um, please be sure to check out our other shows here on the Scavengers Network, such as Culture Shock, our news, reviews, and interviews video series all about the arts world. Or if you're looking for more podcasts, try out our other great shows here on the network, like Myth Takes. Yes, uh, there is a new episode of that out this Ooh. week. It is the last one of this arc. <gasps> um, actually, I, I will say this. I can kind of give you a little teaser here on that. So, because uh, we're going to talk about it on Mythics, yeah. but so we have the last episode of this arc happening on uh, this Thursday, mm. um, which is the 20th, mm-hmm. right? And then on the 25th, there may be a special episode. Mm. Um, however, something that would really suck during the holiday season is trying to put out three episodes in a row. Um so we're not going to start the next arc immediately after that holiday special. Yeah. The very first episode that will hit the news feed or the um, not news feed, I'm sorry, the uh, show feed rather in 2019 is actually going to be every outtake and blooper basically Ooh. from this most recent arc. I got a lot smarter about keeping the funny, silly little things that we couldn't keep um, or like technical difficulties moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's going to be great to listen back to all of those because it does make me like laugh out loud yeah. sometimes listening to the silly little things that we've said. Um, so we're just going to put those out just so everyone can kind of enjoy the uh, fun things that have sometimes broken me, <sighs> like a two-minute uh, section of an ad read where I said something out loud that was improvised, and it made me cry. I laughed <laughs> so hard. Um, because it was probably the most outrageous thing I'd ever said on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we come back, though, after that episode, that uh, next arc does feature my other co-host on this show, one Alex Taylor. <gasps> so that's a good time. That'll be a great time to, to to jump on the train if you haven't already. You can double um, dip, if you will. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You can get you can get us twice a week, basically, Ooh. at that point. Uh, whenever those episodes drop. Um, so yeah, you can find our video series though on our YouTube channel. Um, and you can find all of our podcasts wherever you choose to listen to your podcast. I'm going to be also using some of this winter break to be updating the website, which I'm also going to ask Alex uh, for some help with. Sure. Um, and you'll be able to find all of our shows and including some of the new shows that have just joined or will be joining um, on the website, which is www.scavengersnetwork.com. If you want to find me on Twitter... You can find me at Colin, C-O-L-I-N-M, Parker, P-A-R-K-E-R. 
You can find me on Twitter at French at Music or A-T-A-Y-L-0. I kind of like use both of them. They're kind of like blurring the lines, but whatever. Um, mm. And also on Twitch at French Alexander. And you can find both of us at ScavengersNet. Recently, I've been getting into some visual synthesis stuff. So if you're interested in weird kind of like audiovisual sort of like combined stuff, you might be interested in checking that out. So yeah, I stream every Wednesdays from... Yeah, Alex has got some really cool stuff. Thank you. I stream every Wednesdays from 8 to 10 or 10 to 12. It depends, but just just, just, just check out my Twitter. I'll let you know. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, speaking of music that Alex does, I would like to thank him for the use of our theme song that you hear at the beginning, middle, and end of this show. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, yeah, Alex. thank you. Um, so our episode here is coming to you on the 18th. <sighs> Um, that does mean that the next episode is dropping to you. Well, hmm, here's the thing. It's supposed to drop on January 1st. I imagine it'll probably be like the second or third, maybe. Um, just so Alex and I can actually have a time, have, have, uh, enough time rather to spend time with our loved ones, which also include each other, um, uh, during that holiday season. Um, but we thank you so much for doing all of that. Um, Oh, and you know what? Because we won't see you before then, uh, happy Christmas or Merry Christmas and happy Candle Nights to to you, Alex, and to all of our listeners. Same to you, Mr. Parker, and any other holiday that you all might celebrate, whether it has just recently passed or it is happening now or Mm -hmm. happening after. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us here on Journey Under 30. The true gift is the friends we made along the way. I'm Colin Parker. And I'm a real big pre- and I That sounded like it... <laughs> that did not go anywhere. And... No, I'm going to say I'm Colin Parker again. I'm Santa Claus coming down the chimney. And I'm the presence that he's carrying down with him. See and you, we'll see you the Forbes. on the Forbes listings. Listings. Okay, perfect. perfect. I'm going to hit stop. Me too. Uh, Blame that on you. I'm about as ready as I always am, which is totally psyched, Colin. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, perfect. Here we go.